Hi, everybody. I'm Thea. And I'm Mati, and this is our podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Our Pointist Podcast. We are so grateful that you're taking the time and listening to us. Uh, this week's topic is a topic that we are really passionate about. I feel like we say this all weeks, but we really <laughs> try to talk about topics that we really care about. We, they, All the topics we talk about are really important to us. That's why this week's topic is feminism. Now, I feel like both Tea and R and I are like designated feminists. Yeah, for sure. We're both like really passionate about this and seeking equality and just educating ourselves in this field. So I think that this is one of the first episodes we wanted to do for the podcast because we felt it was just so important to talk about. So we are really pumped. This week, we want to start off by sharing like our stories, how we grew up, like what ideologies we were surrounded with, and whether that changed or not as we grew up and gained more conscience. Next, we want to take a look at the impact that feminism has had on the world and what we think it's changing, how we envision the future and all of that fun stuff. Afterwards, we are going to be taking a look at men and their role in feminism, what we think, you know, our opinions on all of that. Then we will be thinking about like feminist icons in the media, just people that we look up to and admire, specifically like celebrities that we feel really exemplify what it means to be a feminist. And then lastly, we are going to be thinking about criticism, you know, the common, the common like myths that people always say about feminism and just debunking them, setting them straight and all of that stuff so that, you know, there aren't any like questions up in the air. And of course, we will wrap this episode up with our weekly favorites. Yes, I am so excited for this because literally, if you know me, I talk about feminism a lot. It's like... I really think feminism is so important for today's society and it's really great to be sharing this with you guys. Yeah, for sure. I think that it's really important that we open the conversation on all of this in a really like stigma-free way because I think that at least in the society that like I've observed around me, I feel like some people think that they're cooler because they make fun of feminists oh, and because they make like sexist jokes and stuff and just these guys that think, you know, they're so hilarious and you know that what they're saying doesn't really have a deeper impact but those are little forms of microaggressions and just really like simple ways to normalize sexism so i think that it's an important conversation to have and if this is something that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable then it's especially important for you to listen to this and just expose yourself to different opinions and really like feminism is not like just talking about how women want rights and that they already have them but it's it goes so de deep because it's about equality and we may some have some rights that before we did not but we still haven't achieved equality so every time every time someone tells me like but you have rights you're equal than men I'm like no I'm not in a lot of aspects 
and fields I'm not and I want that for me and for like the younger girls but also for my friends and family exactly and I feel like there are some things that just can't be fixed by the law like some things are just so deeply rooted and engraved in our societies like ideologies and just thoughts that need to be shifted themselves you know you can't make a law to tell people how to think you can only make laws on like actionable things so there really needs to be a lot of work done on the deeper level of how we view the world yeah for sure So let's get started with our stories, you know, where we come from and how feminism has come into our lives. So I feel like I grew up in a pretty much very open-minded household. You know, my mom has always been like super tolerant to differences and she's never been like the type to be like homophobic or, you know, criticize like certain things and only impose one option. She's been very open to like our religious beliefs and just has always let us be and let us live with our opinions so long as we don't harm anybody else. So I'm really thankful that I grew up in such like an encouraging home that allowed those differences and that taught me to think critically of the things that were presented in front of me because that greatly shaped the person I am today. Like any person living in the world right now and especially like in Latin America, I feel like I grew up living and seeing the patriarchy like in such a clear form from like (laughs) from like you know just expectations on society designated gender roles you know jokes like all of that that really brings to life the patriarchy and at first like growing up that's what you're used to so that's what you think is normal and I feel like I didn't question it that much and it was as I grew up and I started gaining like more conscious and awareness and learning about these topics that I realized how unfair it was you know the problems with it why we should try and like break it down and everything so I feel like I definitely did grow up seeing that but not questioning it until I was older and then something else that really like contributed to this kind of like illumination intellectually was that my parents are divorced so I live with my mom and my sister it's like three women in the house and that means that like my mom had to assume many roles that are quote-unquote like things that the guy does so I feel like that really taught me that you don't need to depend on a man to do certain things around the house like if something is broken a woman can also fix that, you know? A woman can also learn how to use tools and how to, like, set up things and, like, build things and all of that. And, like, that is something that gives you great independence and you shouldn't rely on a potential husband to do that for you because we should be self-sufficient and it's really dangerous to rely on, like, anybody else for these basic things. And also talking about that, we can think about, like, economic independence to learn, like growing up to see like what it's like to budget what it's like to earn your own money and distribute it equally and like take care of it and again not expect the man to do all of this so I feel like growing up and seeing my mom take care of all of these things really like showed me that gender roles are like ridiculous and work should be distributed equally among the house between whoever is there and yeah I feel like that also just opened my eyes a bit more And as for where I'm currently am, as a 17-year-old girl, 
I feel like I'm currently navigating feminism. I consider myself to be a feminist. I may not be, quote unquote, like the best feminist that fits like the perfect mold. But I think that's the beauty of the movement, that it's really opening and welcoming to anybody who aligns with it. And it gives way for a lot of freedom. I mean, the core values are obviously the same. But from that point onward, if you agree with certain things and disagree with certain things, you can still be a part of the feminist movement. So that's why I consider myself to be a part of it. And I'm just learning everything it entails, learning the different things it supports, trying to educate myself and form like my own opinions. There is still so much for me to like learn, <laughs> but I still feel like it's a beautiful journey and I feel supported by my feminist sisters. So I feel like it's really helping me gain a more critical view of the world and just understand like what role feminism has in the world and really seeing like the raw reality of inequality. That's great. So my story is I grew up around people who encouraged me to be whatever I wanted to be, to wear whatever I wanted to wear. When I was growing up, like when I was, I don't know, nine or eight, I didn't really like dresses and skirts. And my mom literally told me like, that's okay, you can wear whatever you want. And I grew up you know, seeing my mom be an amazing lawyer and my grandma be an amazing, I mean, she's a stay-at-home grandma, but, like, she's amazing at everything she does and she can do so many things. And I grew up, you know, also seeing great male role models because my dad was an amazing doctor and my grandpa is an amazing lawyer. So... He's not a lawyer, but <laughs> whatever. I'm not sure what I does, but he's amazing. At what he does. <laughs> but Anyways. I love that for you. I think that it's really important, like the people you grow up seeing and just being able to like look up to them and admire like what they do. I think that's really important, especially with like the women in your life, you know, just them like defying yeah. all the stereotypes and proving to you that you can do whatever you want. I think that's really important. And they never told me like, you can't do that. That's a boy's thing to do. If I wanted to play with cars, they would let me. If I wanted to play football, they would let me. Like I played tennis for a long time. And even though that's like a gender neutral sport today, like they wouldn't have told me like I couldn't play football if I wanted mm -hmm. to. That's really important. And I feel like, they're doing it that right. Really, <laughs> yeah, that really like gave me like the basis to see like, huh, this is what like normal should be. Like everybody yes. just doing what they want, obviously, if it's good for them and the world. Mm -hmm. I feel like that should be the standard for parenting, you know, like everybody should raise their children that way. I just don't understand what why people say like you cannot play with cars. You're a with with cars. You're a girl. Go play with dolls. No, if I want to play with cars, let me play with cars. Exactly. And that's really important and... from like coming from the parents because when you're little, you're really receptive to everything that's around you, and people who have great influence on you are your parents. So it's fundamental for them to start like like planting those values in you. And just showing you the world for what it is. Yes. Also, we go to an all-girls school and the majority of the teachers are women. Mm -hmm. So 
we grew up seeing that like women can do anything. We can do math. We can do art. We can do literally whatever we want. And I think that was really important for me growing up because I never questioned like why doesn't a woman teach math? No, because they were women teaching exactly. And that opened the doors because, you know, we don't think like, oh, my God, I'm a woman. I can't be an engineer. No, we have that option open. It's like, yes, you can do math. You can do physics. You can do chemistry. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I feel like that's so, like, so important because I feel the same way with the teachers that I grew up seeing. And maybe, like, in other schools, they have, like, predominantly male teachers. But when I arrived to this school, it was so empowering for me to see all of these talented, like, chemists and physicists and mathematicians and, like, linguists and everything teaching their crafts. And it was just, like, a message of motivation that, like, we are equally as valid and that female teachers can be so knowledgeable and you know I just I really love that I had so many years of my like academic formation in that environment plus all our teachers are great they're all wildly intelligent they're all great they're all kind they're all open to teaching you the same uh, the same topic once or twice because you don't understand it and that really made an impact on my life. And when I got a little older and I started seeing what feminism was and hearing what it was, it just resonated with me because it was like, why don't a woman in the world get this? Exactly. Like, why can't women be engineers as like at the same rate as male people, like as men do? Why? Like, it and feels I really so didn't obvious. Understand. Yes, and we were, you know, privileged to grow up in this great environment for women. Mm-hmm. I mean, meaning our school and our families. So when I started, like, researching things and seeing all these women who can't do what they want and are that are entitled to do one or th- two things because society just tells them, like, you cannot do anything else because you're a woman and you're inferior inferior than man. It just like it ate me up and I was like, no, they can do whatever they want. And that's how like my feminism journey started, just by me questioning why other women didn't have the same opportunities as I did. Yeah, I feel like that's really important. And I love that, you know, even though we don't live like the harshest version of the reality and you know, like our economic situations put us at like a certain advantage and stuff like that. We are still able to identify the raw reality and understand that not everybody has things this way. And that even with these privileges, we are going to face problems. I feel like that is really important because it allows us to empathize with the movement, even though we don't like, you know, even though we don't have it the hardest, if you know what I mean. Yes. Plus, again, this we have talked about it a few times. We grew up in a time like of revolution yes. in all ways possible. We grew up seeing, you know, the Times Up movement and the Me Too, um, Me Too movement. We grew up seeing Malala's story. We grew up seeing this whole list of women being empowered and like society finally 
changing yeah a little bit so it has been so important for us because we realized that obviously what has been happening in the world was wrong and finally somebody was understanding it was wrong and the world was starting to change so I feel like being a feminist now is so important because when we achieve that change it it make it like all the stories and all the fights that when women have had to fight so valid and like finally worth it yeah just what a time to be alive honestly yeah so so yeah that's my story. yeah I feel like I, I I don't know I love like our stories and our trajectories and how you have come across this movement kind of on our independent ways and then coming together and helping each other out with it I think that's really beautiful yes so now we're going to take a look at the impact that feminism has had on the world and just like what we think it's gonna do feminism has been around for like a really long time some thinkers would say that it go back that it goes back to ancient greece or the medieval times or when Mary Wollstonecraft started and Jane Austen and all of these important figures. But whatever, you know, time you want to consider the official beginning of feminism is it's important to acknowledge that it's an ideology that has been present for a long time. You know, ever since like the evolution of mankind, I mean, humankind, (laughs) that's just one of the subtle ways that like sexism is normalized but anyway just it's always been something that we've been craving as women it's always been something that we know on some level we are entitled to and that we deserve and the battle has been very long because right now like in the 21st century we have come a long way as Mati said but there are still so many things left so you know I feel like the shape of the movement has kind of like evolved and stuff with time but I'm pretty glad with where it is now I ultimately feel that feminism will build a better world. It will bring so, so, so many benefits to us that we'll get into a bit later. And honestly, it will bring more opportunities. I made an EF speech about feminism being the most like important global problematic to me. And I just talked about how I thought that feminism... I mean, sexism is literally sacrificing 50% of the world's potential by prohibiting women to be able to contribute in society, specifically like in the labor field, you are sacrificing, you know, the potential cure to cancer or a groundbreaking discovery or a potential law. You know, you're putting all of these things to rest just because you're not allowing women to participate. And I feel like that's a really serious issue because it will ultimately make the world a better place if women are given a seat at the table. I feel like it's also... Oh, yeah, I, 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 I am sorry. No, I feel like that what you just said is true because like there's documented things of like discoveries that women have made since like the Roman times because I don't know if you remember that movie we saw like yes, on yes, philosophy yes, yes, yes. last year that the movie talks about he- Hypatia. I don't know how to say her, say her name which was a Roman philosopher, and they end up killing her because she was a woman and she was uh, teaching men 
about astronomy and geometry and maths and she couldn't do that because she was a woman at that time so um as you can see like she could have made she made so much discoveries in her short time alive and she could have made so much like so many more discoveries if she if she wasn't killed so what you said is true like I feel like so many opportunities have like been passed just because women can't do you're so right honestly I feel like you know we've been silenced for so long and probably like many discoveries made by women were just covered up or men got credit for them and that's really heartbreaking to see and I feel like all of this deeply engraves in our society like a lower self-esteem within women because by so many daily acts I feel like we're kind of taught that we're not capable that we're not worthy enough that you know like we're constantly belittled by the most subtle things that we have achieved to normalize which is so sad to see so I feel like if feminism triumphs because it will when it triumphs um it will overall just leave little girls you know growing up and feeling like they are capable like they are worthy And I think that's really important for just, like, upcoming generations for them to grow up feeling comfortable. Yes, and with comfortable also goes, like, we just normalize that it isn't, I mean, again, normal, that men just um, sexually abuse women and cut call them and all these things that now when you look at it, it's not it's not okay, but for the longest of times, they were normalized and they were accepted socially and women couldn't do anything yeah. about it. So I feel like feminism is just one of the many fronts that contribute to global equality. As we know, we live in a very unequal world and there are so many people like at disadvantage and minorities and such. And I feel like feminism is just one of the battles we are facing in order to achieve a more just world. Yeah, for sure. Now, I think that um, what, like, one of the greatest things that feminism has achieved until now is, like, giving women more rights and giving women rights that they didn't have that really should have been, like, a no-brainer. Women couldn't vote, and thanks to feminism, now we can vote. And, like, that's just great because even though there's a long road to go till we achieve equality, we're now much closer than we were half a century Yeah, and I feel like all of these things, we see them as completely normal. Like, duh, we should be able to vote. Like, we're human beings. Like, we live here. Like, it's so obvious. But to think that at a time, the standard was for us to not be allowed to vote, like... I feel like it gives me pride in seeing how far we've come to the point where the new normal are the rights we've started to receive. Yeah, for sure. And like, honestly, I just want to see women having the same opportunities that men men have. Like, did you know there's like more... CEOs named John in the world than oh, there are women. Oh my god, you're CEOs. kidding. That's insane. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure the name is John, but like one of those common White names. male names. <laughs> there's more. Yeah, there's more CEOs named John than there's female CEOs in the world. And I was like, that, that's, that's got to be, no, that's not real. And, and then I researched it and it's real. And I'm like, how oh can this be happening? <laughs> I also want women to feel safe in society because, again, there's so many things that society has done against women that are just horrible and to achieve the feeling of safety would be yeah dude so that's great. so important like the fear that women undergo like when they're walking alone at the street at night just having to constantly carry like a uh, hairspray or pepper spray or whatever and you know like getting used to putting their keys between their fingers so that they instantly have like a defense weapon and learning that they can't walk at night alone like with a tail I mean a ponytail because it's easier to be attacked like all of those things that women have to learn and that men like don't really have to worry about is a very clear example of the inequality we're undergoing and I just long for a day where I can feel safe yeah and i don't know if you've seen these but like this um like keychains yeah. that have like pepper spray in it and they have an alarm in it i was <laughs> like maybe i should buy one of those and then then i was like oh shoot like i'm um my brother would never have to worry like maybe i should have mm-hmm, pepper exactly. spray with me so and it just like rile drives mm-hmm. me up the wall that yeah we have to for sure that. like all of these things that we have to worry about and you know men like don't even think about that yeah for when i go out my mom is like who's gonna be there and why like where are you going and who's gonna be there what time do you get there what time do you like get home who's driving uh should i um take you there um are you sure there's like those are the only people that are gonna be there? And there's, and I'm sure like she wouldn't have to worry so much with my brother because there's just like there's this difference, and I really wish that they were. Wasn't. Well, that that hits deep, honestly. Yeah. So now that we're speaking like all about men and that sort of wave, I think that we should move on to talking about why men should also be feminists as well. This is a really controversial point, and I feel like there are so many misconceptions due to misinformation. So we just wanted to go ahead and clarify this and state our opinions on like why men should be feminists as well. So the first thing I think is that feminism ultimately benefits everybody, like the entire global population, contrary to like popular belief, because people think that, you know, if feminism thrives, that means that men are just going to be like in ruins or whatever. But that is not the case at all. It's not self-destruction for a men to support feminism. To the contrary, I think it is a great symbol of strength. Because it means that they have their values straight and their priorities straight. And as I was mentioning earlier, 
it will ultimately just give a better world, a world with like more potential being put to use because women can contribute so much. And right now they're stuck because they're literally not allowed to do so. So I feel like the world will ultimately be better if women yes. are like granted the rights they deserve and the again, the seat at the table. And For I feel sure. like a really important concept to discuss is patriarchy. So let me just go ahead and define that like beforehand so we know what that is. Patriarchy is a social system in which men hold primary power and predominant roles of political leadership, moral authority, social privilege, and control of property. Some patriarchal societies are also patrilineal meaning the property titles are inherited by the male lineage. So as we can see, it's a world that's literally like leaded and controlled by men, which is pretty much what we're living in right now. And patriarchy is extremely like intertwined with feminism just because they have like the feminism has the common goal of like toppling that patriarchy and making sure that men don't have all this power for the sole reason that they are a man and that if men are going to be leaders then it actually is because they deserve it and that there's actually spots opened up for women who are equally as qualified so there are so many benefits that come with toppling the patriarchy and one of my favorite is getting rid of gender roles something that's really harmful in patriarchy for men is that they have to abide like a certain stereotype and we always talk about the stereotype that women have to follow but there's also a really harmful stereotype for men and it's that they can't show emotions they can't oh cry God, yes. they have to be the main economic provider in the household they have to be like very masculine and all of these things which really don't help them it would be so much healthier for yes. society to embrace like not these stereotypes just men being men in any way that looks like not them having to follow like masculine stereotypes you yes. know letting them have that feminine energy that is so beautiful in them as well letting it be okay for them to cry in public as it is for women letting it be okay for them to be vulnerable and show their feelings yeah. and letting it be socially acceptable for a woman to be the main provider in a household all of those things are what feminism seeks and if you paid attention there are benefits for men like everything i just stated are benefits for men so yeah just i think it would be really beneficial for society yes and also this stereotypes run so deep in men as well like men are scared of being like of letting the women be the like major economical provider in the household just because society says so like it's something that has been psychologically put in their brains and they don't even yeah you are so it. right and i also think that linked with this is the fact that achieving a completely feminist world is going to be really hard without men and I was in a philosophical like forum one day and we were talking about feminism and an expert on the topic kind of like criticized my intervention on this, but I'm going to try and like say it in the way I feel best fits. And the world we currently live in is a world with men in the figures of power. So if they don't decide to cede some of those certain powers to women so that we can gain equality and equal representation in those charges, then how the heck are we going to achieve this equality at all? 
males may not want to give in to feminism because they're scared that they'll lose the certain privileges they have right now. But it's what's necessary for us to obtain equality. I feel like this is very much like the situation yeah. with racism. The problem with racism aren't the victims. It's the people who are doing the harm to them. So you can't expect a world without racism if the racist people don't change their ideologies. And I feel like the same thing happens. Sure, it is a revolution and feminism is a revolution that should seek to like shake the systems we currently have. And it may not be as organized as we want it to be. But I do think that men have a really important role to play in this because they're the ones that have the power right now. And I think that's the way it currently is and the way things currently work. So for it to triumph, I feel like women have so much potential, but I feel like if men are always opposed to that, then we're never going to achieve it. Yes, for sure. I want to talk about like support from men and feminism as so important for us. Like, just mm-hmm. knowing that there are men that think equality is important as well gives feminists such a boost because it makes them know that they're not fighting alone for themselves, that there are people out there that really see the problems in society and totally girl to i feel like it's well. so comforting to hear that a man that a man that i'm like friends with or whatever is a feminist or somebody that i admire it just makes me respect them even more and honestly if my future boyfriend is not a feminist then i don't want him <laughs> period boy bye honestly though I I also think we should build a better That's world beautiful. in unity, you know? Like, we are here in the universe for a reason, then, like, we should achieve that goal of a better world without, you know, discrimination and without all these things and unity. Yeah, I think that's super important. Everything else. And I also think that it's like when men are feminists, they're acknowledging that yes. women are also respected and should I be respected. I absolutely love that. I think society. that it's so important because, and then like this also entails the whole thing of like, you're not a feminist if you only respect girls you find attractive. And I think that's a really big problematic because, you know, women as like human beings, they deserve oh, respect yes. like on the minimum basis you know it's like what we're entitled to at the least so you know we're starting off bad because like we don't even entirely have that and it's like really hypocritical when men just choose to be feminists for certain women like it needs to be something like entire you know you can't just pick and choose when you want to be a feminist you know it needs to be con- constant and consistent because feminism wants to place women and equality not to place women themselves against each other, you know? It, it needs to be something, like, that entirely works. For sure. Yes. 
Totally, totally, totally. Now let's move on to talking about our favorite feminist icons. So I must mention Sofia Amoruso. She is the founder of Nasty Gal and she has a podcast and like a whole like line called Girl Boss Radio. And I just have felt such a big impact on like my mentality and how I view like the world by listening to the testimonies of all of these strong, established, powerful women that are just so accomplished. And I feel like it's really important, as Mati and I described, like, the vibe and the atmosphere we grew up in and the world that we currently live in. It's so important to get, like, role models that you genuinely trust and look up to. So I love the work that Sophia has been doing with Girl Boss Radio. She just interviews a bunch of different amazing women. <laughs> yeah, period. And I, I feel her. like it's so strict. It gives me so much strength to be able to listen to two women that are perfectly confident, just praise each other and, you know, share their experiences and how they overcame obstacles and how they achieved all of these amazing things. I feel like it's, it's what I want. It's the content I want to consume. You know, it's what I want to stick inside of my brain because it's such a good example. And then another one I really love yeah. is Ashley Graham. I just love her entirely like as a person because I feel like she is so real, so open, so candid, so honest. And that really sticks with me, especially like in the world of, you know, people just pretending and being fake and putting on like a facade and a perfect life. I feel like Ashley is super real and that's so refreshing for me. Obviously, there's like the whole battle she has held with body image. And I love the work she's done in that sense. And just normalizing all types of bodies, embracing your bodies. And I feel like she has just made such a big impact on this field of like body image. And I really love just the message she transmits because she sees other women as her sisters. She's not here to compete with anybody. She is friends with all of these incredible women and she is always able to hype them up and to acknowledge what they've done and just be such a good person to be around and make other people feel good. So I feel like she's an example of a perfect feminist and all those little behaviors are things that I want to incorporate in my life with the people around me. She's great. I want to talk about Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, who is a great feminist. She is an even better writer. She has a very famous TED Talk. She's just amazing. She is literally the embodiment of feminism. And she has been a great role model of my life because she's an independent woman and she's what she wants to be in. I really I love want that. to achieve She's so that. like well-rounded and accomplished. Yes. And I also want to talk about Amal Clooney because she is a human human rights activist, an amazing lawyer, and maybe half of the world only knows her because she's George Clooney's wife. But she is, like, she has taught me that you can be so much more outside your marriage and your husband because she is also very accomplished independent i love that you know like you think that being married to george clooney like that's all you'd ever be but i think that this is a really important example of like 
being other things outside of your marriage and not letting your like identity rely on the man you're married to. I feel like that's really important. And it's just a clear example of a woman who has developed herself the way she wants to and done like what she genuinely wants. I love that. For sure. And I also <laughs> want to do some honorable mentions. Yes. Emma Watson, yes. Michelle yes. Obama, Beyonce. Like, there's so many good role model role models now. And yeah, I mean, like, just, just what a time to be great. alive, surrounded by all of these strong, empowered women that have been through so much, but that shine every day and show us, like, all the amazing things they've done. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oprah. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's so many. Period. So, uh, women are amazing. I feel like we can't do this episode without, like, acknowledging the criticism and the myths towards feminism and just setting them straight once and for all. Because, again, this is born from, like, a lot of misinformation and people just generalizing. Yeah. So we need to tackle it. The first myth that we hear all the time is that feminism is against men. It's like a movement that seeks to place women on a pedestal above men. And let me just say, no, this is not the case at all. It is a movement that seeks equality. That is the definition of feminism. It seeks women to be equal to men. And for us to be able to have access to the same opportunities as them, the same privileges, and just be treated as equals because gender shouldn't define so much of how your life is going to be. At the end of the day, we're all human beings and we are entitled to the same types of things. And the reason it is called feminism and not a movement that seeks the equality between genders is simply because we're at a point where we need to empower women. We're at a point where we need to grant women more rights and give them more things so that they can reach the same level as men. Right now, we're at such a disadvantage that we need to be pushed and raised to achieve that equality. But the what like the intended goal is not for us to end up superior to them. It's just for us to be like on the same level. Oh my god, yeah. And another one so is true. that like all feminists need to stop shaving. The reason like this has become such a big deal is because feminism embraces women having control over their body and not doing things just because it's what's considered attractive or doing it for other people or doing things just because they're told to. So I feel like the feminist movement has really become something that embraces you doing whatever you want with your body. If you feel more comfortable shaving, then shave. If you feel more comfortable not shaving, then don't shave. The important thing about this is that the feminism, the feminist movement teaches you to Embrace who you are and embrace your body and do what feels best for you, not because of anybody else. And then there's the whole line that say, like, women have different abilities and that women's brains, like, are wired differently. And I'm not here to say whether that's true or not because it needs, like, a lot of scientific, like, backup and everything. But I think that even if our abilities are different, that's an even greater reason to give us that equality because we can contribute such a unique take on things. We can contribute different interpretations and we can contribute different changes specifically because of that difference. And that difference should be appreciated instead of like shamed. So I think that it's really important that we recognize that if we are so different, then we should be acknowledged again, this seat at the table, because we have things to contribute. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, for sure. And I also want to talk about、uh, feminists. Don't like ridiculous. <laughs> Oh my God! Not true. Not true at all. Not true at all. We、yes. do like men. We just exactly hold them accountable for their actions. Like we're not gonna. It's just. It's just like the bare minimum, you know. Yeah, and we get <laughs> so excited for the bare minimum. Like, oh my God! Like. I, I'm not kidding you. I'm like, this go- this guy、um, told me I didn't have to do anything I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Oh my God, he's the perfect perfect guy. And then you think about it, and it's like, exactly.、Oh、my God, he did the bare minimum, and we're cheering for him. And I'm not saying he shouldn't do the bare minimum, be but like, we are so wired. Like we are, yeah, we're so wired. To think men are just like with everything that has happened, we're wired to think that men will just act this way, and that is okay. So when they act a little better than they should, exactly, like I feel we like get excited. Growing、But、up in this world、shouldn't. and seeing so many terrible things, we we just we're taught to set our standards super low, and so when anybody does anything like remotely better than the bare minimum, like we get excited. Just because we've seen so many terrible things and we got used to that, instead of getting used to healthy things. Yes. Another myth is all feminists want to abolish breasts. Now that that doesn't make sense. I mean, there's some feminists. That don't like wearing bras, but <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I mean, feel like this is like the shaving thing.、Great. You know, the feminist movement encourages women to do whatever the heck they want with their bodies. So if they want to wear a bra, then great, that's fine. But if they don't want to wear a bra, they shouldn't be shamed for it. Like has like what has always、yeah. happened. It's just embracing that freedom. It's honestly. Hmm. It's honestly like tattoos and piercings. If you want、exactly. to get one, go、Things、ahead and get one. If and you don't,、it. then don't. Yes. Okay, and the last one is feminists aren't religious or don't believe in. Like、marriage. yes, we can be like really liberal. <laughs> we can be really liberal, but again, it's just you, giving women that. Option to choose, you know, the as I said at the beginning, the essence of the feminist movement is seeking equality, and from that, so many other problematics have been able to stem. But as long as you believe in equality, you can be a feminist, whether or not you believe in religion or in marriage. You know, some feminists do, some feminists don't. That doesn't mean that one feminist is better than the other. It's just the feminist movement is directly related to like that equality, exactly. And, You know, equality and religion shouldn't be mutually like excluding, and same happens with marriage. For sure, and also, like it's okay if you don't believe in marriage, and it's okay if you don't,、um, if you aren't religious. Exactly. It's also okay if you are religious, and if you do believe in marriage. Because again, this world, like the nice thing about、mm-hmm. the world, is that、exactly. you have this freedom to do what you want. Yeah, 
and that like that's a quality like we uh, like women having this freedom totally that men have had for a long time We are going to move on. I feel like we had a really good discussion on feminism and we said like all of the things you were itching to say. So I'm excited to wrap this episode up with my current favorites. So this week I bring to you a pen, an episode, and a burger. Let me elaborate. So a couple of months ago, my dad got me a Lamy pen. And it was like the first ever fancy pen I ever got. And I was like, when am I going to use this? Like, I'm not going to be signing any fancy contracts or anything. <laughs> but I just... <laughs> but then I just got used to like... Fancy contracts. So I like write with it in my planner. And yeah, I just write with it in my planner. I use like other pens for my notebook. But I really like it. It has blue ink and it's rose gold and I just feel like so posh using it and it makes me feel like an independent woman that just like has everything like that has her like life together basically. So I've been loving using that. And then the podcast episode I want to share with you guys is from Teenager Therapy, one of my favorite podcasts, and it's called Self-Deprecating Humor slash How to Love Yourself. And I feel like this is a really important topic because I have been frustrated by self-deprecated humor for so long and it was so exciting for me to finally hear these people like share the same opinion I did and be able to say like it's not okay you guys need to stop treating yourselves like this because like I never had the balls to say it (laughs) so I'm really glad that it has been put out there and I definitely think that if you struggle with (laughs) self-deprecating humor or loving yourself you should give it a listen and lastly go ahead (laughs) I feel like 99, I'm sorry, but I feel like 99.99% of Gen Z just is 99% self-deprecating humor. And it's okay. It's not okay. Listen to the episode about the listen to it. (laughs) And then... And then the burger is one I I got burgers with some friends yesterday and it was so exciting for me. It's from Firehouse and Firehouse is one of my favorite places to get burgers specifically because the bread there is so good. They put like a lot of butter on it so it tastes really nice in comparison to like other places where the bread is super dry. And yeah, I just had such a nice time eating there. I had the cheese and bacon one, and you know, the bacon was just so good. The cheese was like melted onto the meat. It was spectacular. I loved it. What are your favorites, Nati? My favorite this week, uh, well, my favorite number one is a TED Talk that we already talked about in this episode. I rewatched it this week. And it's by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And it's We Should All Be Feminists. It's the best TED Talk of all times. Like, honestly, it's great. And it's so empowering. And it's so great. It is in one of Beyonce's songs. Like, I love it. It's just great. My second favorite is a sandwich <gasps> my grandma made me yes. yesterday. It was ham and cheese, but my grandma's sandwiches are just the best wow, thing in the one. world. <laughs> Honestly. Yes, that sounds so good. Sometime in the future you will. 
And the third one is I got like into a pre-med course slash subject. I don't know how to talk about it. And I'm excited to start it to start it because well I want to be a doctor, I want to be a surgeon and this is like starting that dream so mm -hmm. I am really excited for it yeah I feel like I'm so excited for you to embark and on this yeah, journey of medicine because for as long as I can remember you've always said that's what you want to do so I'm so excited that you can start like actually getting in contact with the field and start to experience it and such because I feel it, it's made for you <laughs> so yeah guys that Thank you. was it for this episode we really hope you enjoyed so and you excited. learned something new from this thanks for taking the time to listen to us we are always open to hearing like your thoughts and your opinions on the episode so make sure you let us know and follow the podcast instagram to submit questions for the different episodes Yes, guys. Thank yeah, you have for a super listening. Nice week. Bye. Um, have a nice week. Well, that is it for this week's episode. We would like to clarify that we're not specialists. Everything we share is based off experiences and research. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Our Point is Podcast. We love the feedback we get through there and interacting with you guys. You can also contact us through our email, ourpointispodcast at gmail.com. Please tag us on your stories and posts. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe, whatever your platform lets you do. It, will, it would help us out a lot because reviews are the only way we can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, we read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, go right ahead. Go ahead and spread this episode with any family or friends you think will like it. We would love if you share your opinions about this episode with us. Remember, you can do it through a message in Anchor or our email. Make sure you, to check out the show notes. There's our favorite moments of the episode listed down there alongside with links to everything we mentioned here today. Remember to join us every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you for your time and for joining us in our journey to understanding the problems of the world. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you have a wonderful week.